save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48-yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobs one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15-10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4-yard line. Holy guacamole. <laughs> Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Those up the middle. That's intercepted at the Derek 40. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Brooks to the 25, 20. Derek Brooks all the way. There it is. The dagger's in. Yeah. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. We are live today for episode 149. You're over on our YouTube channel. We're going to be taking your calls over the next hour or so as we preview this Sunday's matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. So welcome to the show if you guys are joining us over on our YouTube channel, as I had just mentioned. Let's get these introductions out of the way. I am pumped up to talk about the game this weekend. Actually, first and foremost, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I really hope you were able to stuff your face with some damn good food today. Hope everybody had a nice, safe holiday, and um, you just you ate well. That, that's really what's important. But welcome back to the show. I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Happy birthday to you, my friend. How are you? Pretty good. Um, if if you could rate your your Thanksgiving meal one to ten. Well, what would you what would you give it? Oh, dude, I got to give ten on both, and, and that's the beauty of it is because I had two of them. We had uh, oh, gone boy. to my mom's house for like she did hers around lunchtime, so that worked out pretty well. And then we went over to my girlfriend's mom's house for dinner. So the two plates that I had today, my stomach could only handle two. Oh, but they were so damn good. So. Folks, it is our Cannon Fire Hotline show. We wanted to mix it up and just do kind of a fun, loose show for the, uh, you know, for the holiday. So 813-433-0323 is the number to call. We're going to be taking your calls over the next hour or so, talking everything Tampa Bay Buccaneers and your concerns, your questions, comments on this Buccaneers team as they head into this matchup with the Chiefs. But Really quickly, I want to just remind everybody that this podcast is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never, ever closes. So make sure you head over to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. I'll tell you, if you bet anything on the uh, pair of games that we had today, I hope it was the over because 
I think Washington came back and just right at the last minute, dude, it was touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Like I, you talk about turkeys getting smoked today. Dallas got smoked pretty harsh as well. That was, that was pretty interesting to watch. Uh, The entire game turned on that, uh, that, that fake punt uh, by Dallas. So, I mean, that was, that was the deciding factor. Dallas was pretty much in that game until, until then, because I mean, the very next play, you know, Washington scores a touchdown. So, yeah. No doubt. So there is one bit of news floating around the buck realm this week that I kind of wanted to talk about. And it's something that I think you and I can both agree has been blown way the hell out of proportion. But we're going to talk about it here anyways, because I wanted to throw my two cents on the matter. There's a quote that's floating around and it is being attributed to tension between Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. There's been a lot more outlets picking this story up. And they're running with the narrative that something's going on between Tom and Bruce. And it's, you know, aside from Bruce throwing Brady under the bus every single week, it's just this underlying unspoken tension, which between you and me, I just I don't really believe for a damn bit. But let's take a look into this quote. So this comes from the New York Post. And um, this is, you know, the the most, I guess, popular quote that I had seen out there when it comes to the situation. But Following Monday's primetime loss to the L.A. Rams that dropped the Bucks to 7-4, and four, Bruce Arians spoke of the lack of continuity within the offense in 2020. We've got Tom calling a lot of his own plays or picking his own on the sideline from the game plan. I don't think it's a confidence problem whatsoever. It's not a lack of trust. It's lack of continuity within the offense of the whole picture. So... Excuse my dog barking in the background. She probably just heard a leaf crunch outside and she has to say hello. But what are you what is your take on this? Like, like, I I don't really think that what Bruce said here is worthy of saying that he's throwing Tom under the bus. I mean, you know, when he was asked about those interceptions, he had said, why don't you go ahead and ask Tom, which is fair. Like, I, you know, those interceptions were kind of on Tom in that game. But I, I don't know. What do you make of this whole damn situation, dude? I, I I think um I think the media is a little bored maybe um I I don't I just don't see where you can get the the story that that they're they're already buttonheads I, I understand where you know people are coming from to where it, it does seem like so here's my thing so right around after the Bears game it seemed like well honestly. I think at halftime of the Chargers game, it seemed like the the offense was really going in the Brady has more influence direction, right? It seemed like it was more of a New England type offense, and then you know Chargers, Bears, Packers, Raiders, and after that Raiders game, it sort of resorted back to um, more of a, a Bruce Arians style offense, and I think right now they're trying to find that right mix uh, of what works and what doesn't. Obviously, they're learning the hard way of what works and what doesn't because, you know, I mean, the Saints game, they just got beat, they just got dominated, whatever. I'm not even going to say that. But, like, you know, the the Rams, they had a shot, and and they lost just because the offensive play calling, the execution, um, that's why they lost. Uh, It was, you know, simple there, I I think. They only lost by three points, and they had a chance to tie it or, you know, score a touchdown. And there was it's not like there was 20 seconds left, and it was, oh, yeah, but they probably weren't going to. Like, they had a minute 45 left and one timeout. Like, you had plenty of time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's definitely, I think, some of, like, the media just kind of trying to spin it. 
um, right now. Uh, I mean, Arians did defend Brady after the, he said that the first interception he got hit. That's what he said. Oh, well, and that then, doesn't get clicks. No, because <laughs> why would it? You know, um, I mean, this is so everybody's hating on Arians for for saying um, for saying this stuff about Brady. But then everybody was hating on Arians last year when he was when he was taking the blame and putting all the blame on the wide receivers for for Winston's mistakes. Uh, so it doesn't seem like Arians could do no right. It's either if he blames the quarterback, it's on Arians. If he blames anybody else, it's it's on Arians. So uh, I, I'm not sure what the narrative is trying to be. I, I think it's, just, it's, it's Tom Brady, and they're just trying to find something. If the Bucks, like I said, if the Bucks win that game, if, if Tom Brady marches down the field and doesn't throw the interception and he throws a touchdown to Antonio Brown with 20 seconds left, the Bucks win the game. None of this happens. None of this is being talked about right now. I, I guarantee you, Brady didn't even play that good, right? And that final drive wouldn't erase that fact. But none of this is being talked about right now. Yeah, and and finding that middle ground that you had mentioned between you know a Byron Leftwich offense, which if he's calling plays, let's just call it that. But you know a Byron Leftwich offense and then a Tom Brady offense. You know where is that middle ground? Because. I will say that Bruce's comments when he came out and said that he's got Tom calling plays, I think we knew that Tom, you know, definitely had a hand in what the offense can look like. I'm sure he's called plenty of audibles at the line. He's changed some things up. But, like, where do you think that middle ground is and how far away do you think they are from finding it? Because it, you know, if there's any week they really have to find it, it's, of course, got to be this week when you've got one of the highest-powered offenses in the league coming in and you're pretty much going to have to match them step for step. So, like, what... You know, what What do you think that middle ground is, and, and when do we see it fully fledged, I guess? Well, I, th- I think that middle ground has to be some sort of form of not trying to force the deep pass, but trying to, to set it up. Uh, I think the Bucks have done a, done a poor job of setting up the deep ball. Uh, you, As an offensive game plan, you have to set certain things up. Everybody always wants to talk about setting up the run, setting up the pass, but you also have to set up the type of pass. You know, uh, set up a screen, set up a, a long pass. That's what I think they need to work on. Right now, they're just forcing it down the field. It, it's consistently somebody's running vertical, and most likely the ball's going there. Uh, but um, I think that's what they need to work on, and, and that's the middle ground, I think, trying to set up the deep pass rather than force it. Right now, they're forcing it. Yeah, and I, I think the run game, you know, struggling. When the run game struggles, this team struggles. And I believe that they abandoned the run game way too early uh, on Monday night. And I, I think that hopefully they'll learn from their mistakes. But um, in the in the Saints game, I didn't have a problem with it. I know they rushed for what only four times or whatever, <laughs> five times. But I didn't have a problem with that because by the time that the Bucks had gotten the ball back. And without like all like the madness and stuff, it was already like twenty one nothing, and they yeah. had to pass like whatever. But this game is a this was a tight game the entire time. It was a one score game for most of the game. Just run the football. Um, it got predictable. It, it, you could tell that the Bucks were just trying to hit that deep ball, and they were close. You know, a few times Brady missed one. Uh, Antonio Brown had one off his fingertips, so they were close. But in the end, it's what cost them. So I think the middle ground right now is. Trying to find ways to set that up and set up the deep ball. Because if you set up the deep ball, that's how you're going to have more success. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and, and how you set that up, I don't know. That's not my job. That that's that's on that's Byron Leftwich, that's Tom Brady, that's Bruce Arians. Those are those th- those three guys. That's their job. Yeah. Their job is to figure that out. That's why they were brought here. Um, so I think right now that's that middle ground of where you can see it. I mean, obviously, I think you need to see some of it uh, um, this week. I don't think you're going to see a whole thing, but I mean, you're going to have to see it before what the playoffs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, because if if you go into the playoff game trying to to have the same game plan they had against the Rams, you're likely going to be one and done. So um, do. On offense, do what got you this seven and four record. In the seven games, you know if, if you look at it, the the Chargers game and the Broncos game and the Panthers game. Like, yeah, I understand that that it, you know it was early, and like I said, I really feel like the 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 offense started to go to a more New England style at halftime of the Chargers game. I, I feel like maybe they simplified things. I don't know. But then, you know, the Packers game, I think that's this team humming at its best, the Packers game. Yeah. Um, the defense creating turnovers, getting constant pressure. Um, and the defense got constant pressure there without Via Vea, which is even more impressive, as we're seeing is a real struggle for them. But this offense playing, you know, turnover free, uh, running the football, being able to work off of that with play action. I think that's the uh, this offense at its best. What I think Bruce Arians wants the offense to be more like, though, is the one in, in Vegas. A couple deep shots, deep shot to Miller, deep shot to Gronk, a deep ball, a touchdown to Miller. So right now they're trying to find what is – I think those are the two games. They're trying to blend those two games together. And if they do, this offense is going to be damn near unstoppable. But the, the fact of the matter is they haven't yet, and that's the issue right now. And you hope they do. This week, but you know, it did to me. If you're looking long term, you'd rather it be, you know, after the bye week and just have it ride out than than just this one week. So, um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think they're just they're trying to blend two different styles in right now. Now, I, I wanted to bring this up really quickly before we go into the injury report for this week. It, it's something that I've seen floated around, and I think it's more of a theory at this point. But I wanted to see if you thought it held any weight. Um, But there's a lot of people pointing at the lack of success on the deep ball at one man on that offense, and it's number 81, Antonio Brown, who, you know, really hasn't done a whole lot. He's had a couple of nice games. He was a leading receiver against the Rams. But ever since AB's come here, somebody else who's suffered and, and his snaps have gone away a little bit is Scotty Miller. And we know that, you know, one of Brady's favorite deep targets and one that worked pretty damn well, to be frank, was Scotty Miller. We've seen less of him. You've seen, I don't want to say less of, you know, spreading the ball around, but I will say that this offense works its best when Brady is hitting all of his different receivers. I mean, any offense is going to work great when your quarterback's hitting all of his receivers. But do you think it's too soon to say that Antonio Brown inadvertently has been kind of a wrench in the chemistry of this offense to this point. Um, yes and no, because you can tell Antonio Brown and Tom Brady have a trust and they have a chemistry already. I think, um, I know they, they really weren't with each other long in new England, which is why it's kind of surprising to me. I, I mean, I, I think you look at this in Carolina, Cameron Bray, three catches, Antonio Brown, seven catches. Mike Evans, six catches. Leonard Fournette, two. Chris Godwin, six. Rob Gronkowski, two. Ronald Jones, one. Scotty Miller, one. 
right? That's good. Like, you know, that that is good in terms of just spreading the ball around. So you want to look at this week. Let, let's see. One, uh, one, wow. Well, Brady technically actually got a, um, a reception for that forward pass thing. Yeah, I was uh, curious. I think I had asked on the yeah. Monday show if it had counted as a technical reception, but that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, it's one reception minus nine yards. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> wow. Um, I guess yeah. I've got more receiving yards than Brady this season. Look at that. You do. Yeah, we all do. Um, he's got one more reception than you, but, you know. Uh, so, um, Cameron Brate, three catches. Antonio Brown, eight. Mike Evans, five. Leonard Fournette, one. Chris Godwin, seven. Rob Gronkowski, two. So, to me, that's not bad spreading the ball either. Your top three receivers had eight, five, and seven. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's not awful to me. Now, Byron Leftwich said today uh, in his press conference that Scotty Miller hasn't been healthy, which has been a factor. And if you remember correctly, I think it might have been he was his hamstring that he was dealing with for a little bit there. It was always so, listed as like a hip slash groin injury, but he was popping mm-hmm. up on the injury report every single week for quite a bit. So I think that played a factor. Um, and maybe they saw, you know, hey, Antonio Brown's here now. We don't have to play Miller as much. And he said that Miller's pretty much getting back to full health. So I think you, you'll probably see Miller a little bit more involved. But, yeah, it, it, his role is going to be diminished. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown is better than, than Scotty Miller. Um, I don't think anybody's arguing that. But as far as, you know, the, the, the weird thing to me is the correlation with the deep ball. Um, because Brady's deep ball really took a hit after that Vegas game. Yeah, ever, ever since then, it's, it's been... Non-existent. It, it's non-existent. Yeah, it's a shell of what it was the first seven weeks of the season, and the numbers don't lie. It has been just awful. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the thing is, it has nothing to do with what many people think it does. Many people are going to tell you, oh, Brady just dinks and dunks, and he doesn't have the arm strength. This dude's got plenty of arm strength. This is why I think that realistically he'll be fine next year, still be able to play at a high level because his arm strength hasn't gone anywhere. Um, he's overthrowing the guys, if, if yeah. anything. <laughs> um, I, I mean, his, his arm strength hasn't gone anywhere. It's just his reading of the safeties is not where it used to be. Um, his eyes haven't really been been able to throw safeties off uh, and get one-on-one coverage. And when he has one-on-one coverage, he just hasn't hit them. Um, some of it has to do with chemistry, but I mean – it seems like his best chemistry on a deep ball. If you look at all the long balls that he's thrown, I believe he's thrown one to Mike Evans, one like deep ball to Mike Evans that was complete in the Chargers game. But the rest of them have been Scotty Miller. He threw one uh, in New Orleans oh, yeah? week one. He threw one in Denver. He threw one against the Chargers. He threw uh, two against the Raiders. All of them have been the Scotty Miller, and I think – he really has chemistry down on the deep ball with Scotty Miller, and it seems like Scotty Miller alone. And it's something that, obviously, Chris Godwin is not really used as the vertical threat for this offense. Um, but Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, they're going to be. So Brady has to be better on his deep ball. It, it's simple. And yeah. um, arm arm strength is not an issue. It's just timing, a- accuracy, and his reads. Uh, I think they, they that's just things that need to be better. Yeah. Now, one more guy in this offense I wanted to talk about quickly. Uh, we got some good stats from the guys in the live chat. Mr. Bucks Nation and our guy Robert from Outside Leverage. Um, each game, the Buccaneers have given Ronald Jones 20 or more carries. They're 3-0. and When he has less than 20 carries, they're 4-4. Four and four. Um, And then Ronald Jones is also the only guy in the top five rushers in the league averaging less than 15 carries a game. So I think it's... 
you know, can't be overstated at this point. But I think another key to getting this offense rolling in early is to just give the bottle, uh, give the ball to Ronald Jones. Don't throw him the ball because he doesn't do great things when you do that. But I really think feeding Ronald Jones needs to become more of an initiative because like we saw against the Rams, they're just moving away from the run too quickly. Like that was a game that, you know, as good as the Rams have on D or as good of a unit as they have on defense, I still think Rojo could have popped a couple of big ones. Um, definitely not 98 yards, but he could have gotten a little bit more productivity on Monday night. And, um, you know, I think when he's having a good day, the rest of this offense eats that much more. And, and that's with any offense in the league. But this one in particular, you know, so getting the ball to Ronald Jones and just getting him his carries every single week, you have to hope that that's going to be a bigger priority moving forward, right? Yeah, and I mean, I did see in the in the chat that to let the offense start with Ronald Jones, I, just, I disagree with that just because you've built your offense around this wide receiver core and this quarterback and I think that's what it needs to start with. But I think you need to do a better job of sticking with the run when when you can. Really um, quickly, Robert, I'm going to agree to disagree. He says in the live chat he can catch most balls that are actually good throws to him. Um, he can catch I, them, but he damn yeah. sure can't hang on to them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Ronald yeah. Jones just as much as anybody, dude, but I'm not going to sit here and pound the table saying he's a pass-catching running back because he is probably the worst one on the roster. Yeah, well, and I mean, Leonard Fournette's <laughs> – <laughs> right behind them. So. I remember we were praising yeah. Leonard Fournette because we're like, yeah. oh, well, you know, Ronald Jones has his struggles, and, you know, Leonard Fournette is a guy who has experience, but these last few games, every look he gets hasn't looked great. So, you know, one of them's going to have to step up, and I personally don't think Rojo is going to be the guy who plays a, uh, you know, a big part in that passing offense. And, and Brady loves to dump to his running back, so I guess we'll just have to kind of grin and bear it because I'm sure we'll see it <laughs> a lot next week. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, he's just gonna have to stick with it this season. I think he's gonna have to he's gonna have to put up with it. I know a pass catching running back will be a priority for them in the off season, like adding like a pure one. You've got two um, on the sidelines. Well, one on the sidelines and one in the press box because yeah. you just want to throw away third round picks, I guess. But um, so I, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think that. Uh, Ronald Jones, to me, this offense has just been built around the quarterback and his receivers. It's it's not built to, you know, their their run scheme sucks. Okay, their run scheme sucks. Their offensive line is not built to to be a run blocking team. This isn't the Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, I, I I think that Ronald Jones is a talented running back. Uh, and I think, yeah, they they got to stick with them more, especially, I mean, I saw in the group chat, they they said that, you know, once the Bucks are down one score, they seem to really abandon the run if it's not really working. And I sort of agree with that. Uh, they were, you know, they were getting, uh, they were getting you know, small gains. And, and I feel like they only really stick with the run when they're getting those chunks. And, and that's just not the way to go because that's not the way to set up the run. Um, you definitely have to keep a defense honest. And when Brady's throwing the ball 40 plus times, it's just not a recipe for success on most days. So um, I, I think, yes, I do think Ronald Jones needs to be way more involved, but I don't think the offense should start with him. He's just not – the offense to me has to start with guys that are like top five running backs in the league. Your Derrick Henrys, uh, your Saquon Barkley's, Christian McCaffrey's. Ronald Jones is not a top five running back in the NFL. Uh, I know you're going to piss some people off with that one. 
What? 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 You, wait. For what? Do I think he's top think, five in rushing right now. Is he not? That that doesn't matter. Top five overall. Is he a better running back than Saquon Barkley? No. Okay, that's it. <laughs> um. So that's what I'm saying. Overall, not this season. I'm not talking. If you're just looking at rush yards, that's no. Like, All right. No, no. All right, no, we talk about the offense because, you know, this is the weekly game preview show, and we try to break down everything the Bucks are going to need to do to have success. And the offense is going to be, you know, they're going to need to be firing on all cylinders this week because they're going to have to keep pace with one of the highest-powered offenses in the NFL with Pat Mahomes and, you know, his arsenal of weapons that he's got over there in Kansas City. But really quickly, before we preview the rest of this game, let's get into the injury report. Before we actually get into the injury report, since I love getting ahead of myself, I just want to remind everybody that the hotline is open, 813-433-0323. Once again, that is 813-433-0323. You can give us a call. We're going to answer a couple of questions about the game this Sunday. Uh, So if you want to call in, the line is open. But until then, let's go over this injury report. you got a couple of question marks on there, specifically on the offensive line, but we'll talk to those when we get to it. Let's start it. On the Buccaneer side of the ball, you got cornerback Jamel Dean in concussion protocol. He did not participate today or yesterday. Next up, wide receiver Chris Godwin with that finger full participation, so he should be good to go for Sunday. Tight end Tanner Hudson, not injury-related, did not participate. He probably won't be playing this week, and it's unfortunate because you didn't see the news. Tanner Hudson recently lost his dad, and that's kind of the reason he's been away from the team um, you know, it really is sad circumstances for Tanner, but hopefully he will be back soon and ready to contribute. Well, actually, I believe he's actually back, but he needs to pass COVID test because he left the team. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Um, but hopefully we'll see him back next week. Probably not for this Sunday's contest, though. Next up, here is the biggest one on the list. Left guard, Ali Marpet, concussion protocol, full participation. He practiced yesterday, practiced today, still trying to clear concussion protocol, but... How do you feel about Marpet's status for Sunday? Because missing three games with a concussion is already concerning itself, uh, it, concerning enough. But you know, I, I I hate to say it, but like I really think he comes back this week. Dare I say it? I don't. Um, mm. I mean, it's Thursday, and he still apparently has not passed concussion protocol yet. I mean, yeah. it, he needs to pass the protocol. He can practice full participation all he wants. He needs to pass that protocol, and until he does, it's just I don't know. He 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 was uh, a full participant last week for a few practices as well, and then got limited. Yeah, um, I don't think he plays, and I I think the Bucks look at this as hey, it's one game. Yeah, it sucks that it's going to be Joe Haig at left guard because you're going to have to slide Ryan Jensen back to center. Yeah, is um, obviously with AQ Shipley's uh, unfortunate situation, but. Um, you're going to have to slide Ryan Jensen back to center, so it's going to be Joe Haig at left guard, and you just hope that you can survive. Um, honestly, Joe Haig was just – that might be one of the worst f- films that I've seen offensive line put out in a long time, his film versus New Orleans. But I, I think they look at it as it's one game, and then it's the bye week. So why rush Alley back? I, does he, like I said, he's a full participant in practice, but Arians has said he hasn't passed the protocol yet. It's yeah. It's very strange, and – you know, you're starting to get concerned maybe for his long-term health. Um, because obviously at practice, you're not making contact really. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, practices, especially practices in training camp are, are, are pretty light. 
practice during the season or even lighter because you don't want a guy going down in practice when you're preparing for another team. Yeah. So practices during the season are not a lot of it's a lot of walkthroughs and stuff like you're not doing a ton of different things and a ton of contact. So, yeah, he can be a full participant. But until he passes that concussion protocol, um, it, it, it's it's a concern. Uh, but there's there's another offensive lineman on there who uh, who who is uh, didn't participate today. And uh, if they're without him and Ali Marpet, Tom Brady might not make it out of this game. Yeah, uh, that is number 76 left tackle Donovan Smith, who went down with an ankle injury in the game against the Rams, came back and played the rest of the game. But he's been ankle injury, ankle injury on the very first play of the game. mind you. Yeah, yeah. He played the rest of that game. So hats off to Donovan. But he's been in a boot all week. Didn't practice yesterday. Didn't practice today, so just like Evan brought up, that's a really, really big question mark along that offensive left, line. Left side, left side of the line could be Josh Wells and Joe Haig. Oh man, let's. Good God, let's hope not. Um, you know, I feel a little bit worse about Donovan Smith's status for Sunday. I, I had kind of said I'm in the hopeful group of Ali Marpet. I really do. I, I mean, I think the entire fan base hopes that he plays, but um, you know, going without Donovan Smith is going to be tough. And and I really think at this point, you can kind of just look at the writing on the wall and say that he's not going to be dressing on Sunday. Ah, man. Arian seemed like I'm more optimistic than I am going to be because he's just like, you know, yeah, Donovan was in a walking boot, but like he's a warrior. And I think Donovan is going to try like this dude yep. doesn't really miss starts. And he just, you know, I know a lot of people think that, uh, you know, uh, I think, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people think, Oh, he sucks just because he doesn't miss starts, whatever. Yeah. But that's a valuable asset that he doesn't miss starts. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that I doubt he plays, but Arian sure seems like, you know, he, he it's a possibility. So um, if he doesn't and Marpet doesn't, I mean, man, I, I know in the group chat they said Aaron Stinney may, may get the, the start over Joe Haig. I'd probably try it uh, and see how it goes. But, I mean, Josh Wells would be your left tackle um, most likely. Hagen slide to tackle, which I'm not sure. I think he's has more experience at tackle, so maybe he's a better left tackle than, than a guard. And correct um, me, correct me if I'm wrong too. He's got a little bit of experience this season playing like left tackle technically, because they kind of added him as an extra blocker next yeah, to Donovan like a couple that, times, that extra right? Guy. Yeah, 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 he's been he's been that extra guy when they go when they go into that formation, the personnel. So yeah, uh, he does have a little bit of experience there. Uh, but yeah, I mean. If you're going into that game down two of your starting linemen and then down like one of your better reserves, uh, man, I don't. It, it might be a good thing because it might force them to take less deep shots and and you know you work the quick passing game, which they did for the first half against LA and then completely abandoned. So yeah, let's wrap up this injury report. Outside linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul with a knee injury was limited. He'll be fine and good to go. And then you got cornerback Ryan Smith, who returned to practice, ankle injury, full participation today. I don't know if he was limited yesterday. I think that's the case. But um, him being full participation today was a new development. Over on the Chiefs side of things, let's take a look at their injury report really quickly. Tackle Eric Fisher, ankle, shoulder, full participation. Linebacker Willie Gay with a shoulder, he was full participation. Tight end Travis Kelsey with a pectoral injury, full participation. We're actually going to answer this call really quickly at a 239. Let's do it. Missed call. Are you still there? Canafire Podcast, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? Hi there. I'm calling from Fort Myers, Florida. My name's Neil. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, 
good. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. Hopefully, uh, you guys are full and everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I got a quick question. If you don't mind. Absolutely, go ahead, brother. Yeah. Hey. Um. So there's been some rumors going around uh, that uh, Arians and Brady have had some uh, like tension going on. Um, I mean, one, first, do you, do you believe in all that, all those rumors that, that there's tension going on? And two, if you do say yes, then do you feel as if it's, you know, more Brady wanting control? Maybe he's not, you know, getting to run the offense maybe as much as he wants to. Maybe, uh, maybe it's Leftwich calling the plays he's just having, getting frustrated with. Or do you think it's Arians maybe just getting frustrated Brady? Maybe, honestly, you know, he, he tried to – Arians just kind of said, hey, Brady, you know, we're going to give you everything you ask for. And, you know, we're still not, you know, I hate to say not winning games because they are, but, you know, they're probably not getting exactly what they want to see. So, yeah, um, yeah that's my question. Yeah. We had um, we actually kind of started off the show with this topic, but, um, you know, just for the case of answering it once more, I, I, I personally don't believe it. I think a lot of it is, you know, the media taking a little bit of a quote and running with it. Um, because the quote that came out from Arians that I've seen kind of attached to this rumor was um, Arians had said that, you know, they have Tom calling a lot of his own plays already, uh, picking his own on the sidelines from the game plan. Um, he said, I don't think it's a confidence problem. I, I think it's, you know, it's not a lack of trust. It's a lack of continuity within the offense. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. the biggest thing to come out of this for both parties here, Arians and you know, Tom Brady is just finding middle ground, finding where, you know, Tom can comfortably call his plays. But if Byron wants to throw in a deep shot, they can just kind of make it happen seamlessly. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's kind of my two cents. Evan, you know, your thoughts once again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just more of a not really attention, just more of a trying to, to figure out what works. I think you do bring up a good point, Neil, that, uh, you know, maybe Arians is bringing up to Brady that, you know, he got him Rob Gronkowski. You know, he got him Leonard Fournette. He got him Antonio Brown. And, you know, they drafted him a starting right tackle. And they they tried to draft him a running back in the third round. They signed LaShawn McCoy. So, yeah, they're giving Brady all these things. And yet Brady still isn't I, – I, he's been a top-ten quarterback in the NFL this year, in my opinion. So I don't want to say playing bad, but in these big games, hasn't shown up the way they want them to. They brought him to Tampa to to go down the field against the Rams and win that football game, not throw a game-ending interception. So I think you bring up a good point there that, that maybe Arians, that is something that he's bringing up to him, and maybe that's the reported tension. But as far as like a, a real like problem, I don't see it. Um, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And uh, I, I, just, I really don't see a huge issue there. Yeah, hey, no, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for all you do. Hey, thanks, Neil. Thanks. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good, happy yep. Thanksgiving. 813-433-0323 is the number to call. We'll probably take a handful more calls throughout the rest of this episode. But I, actually, we got another call from the 978. Let's do it. Coming in. Can of Fire Podcast, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? Hey, guys. It's Rocco from Boston. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, what's going on, Rocco? How you doing, boss man? What's up, my man? Uh, I got a question for you and Evan, and then I'm going to head out. But uh, I was wondering... For this uh, game, upcoming game against the Chiefs, who do you think has the defense that is better equipped to face the opposing team's offense? Like both of, both defenses have been shaky, and obviously both offenses are pretty 
fantastic. So I was just wondering what you guys think about that. Evan, I'll let you take this one. Oh, um, that's actually a really good question, Rocco. Um, uh, man, because I, I feel like the, it could be the Bucks, but it's only if the Bucks actually go out and and play their their type of game on defense, and that's sort of a, a press man, you know, blitzing type team. If they come out and start playing zone like they have been, I, I think you got to give it to the Chiefs. So, um, I'll give the slight edge to the Chiefs. Uh, slight, very slight. I, I think it's it's close. But I, I think the Chiefs are better equipped to to stop the Bucks offense, uh, especially if the Bucks offense you know is down you know, a couple linemen. Uh, the Bucks defense is probably going to be down Jamel Dean, so um, I, I think I have to give the slight edge to the Chiefs. But I do think it's close, and that's a, it's a pretty good question. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Um... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I think a really big piece of this defense, you know, just kind of looking at the box and the game plan here, um, you got two really big pieces of that offense that I look at. I think Tyree Kill is a guy that could give us trouble all afternoon, and I think, of course, Travis Kelsey is a guy who could give us trouble because the Bucks have a history of not matching up well with tight ends. So I think when I look at, you know, how they're planning to try and neutralize that, I think Levante David is your best bet at trying to slow down Travis Kelsey. Um, Devin White's just too much of a liability in coverage at this point, but yeah, I guess, you know, kind of like what Evan said, I'll piggyback off of his point, but it just depends on what brand of defense they want to show up and play. If they're able to effectively blitz and even if they're not getting home every single time, if you can try your damnedest to pressure Patrick Mahomes, you know, you might not always force him to make a mistake, but it's what we've seen this defense do before with quarterbacks that don't, uh, don't make mistakes very often. So if they can find, you know, their middle ground, which we kind of just talked about with the offense, but if they can come out with a pretty good game plan, play their brand of defense and and cause some disruptions, then I'd like to say the Bucks as well. But it, it just, you know, it is one of those games where you're going to be looking at the offense all afternoon because I think there's going to be plenty of points on the board. It's going to be, you know, these guys are going to try and stay neck and neck with each other. So it, it could be a really good game. But yeah, great question, Rocco. Appreciate you calling in as always, my friend. Yeah, thanks, guys. Oh, one last question. My bad. No, you're uh, good. This is from, this is from Mr. Bucks Nation himself. <laughs> he said, uh, "He said, what's the best Thanksgiving side?" All right, I'm gonna head out now, though. I I didn't hear it. Say it one more time. I don't know if he. Oh, he already left. What did he say, Evan? He said, "What's the best what?" I think bank giving site. I don't know. Bet, oh, uh, the best bet giving site, maybe? Uh, a, he, he might be talking about our friends over at betonline.ag, if that's what I thought I heard. But bank giving Man, site, why is. I mean, what, I, is this like. Is this like Roast Evan Day? What, what, oh, dude, what I'm this? not even looking at the live chat. I was looking at my notes. <laughs> what, what is this? Are they, are they right. grilling you? Are they grilling you? I think I can actually see Evan dying inside. James, you have no room to talk, so oh, let's no. not even start that. <laughs> um, our boy Rocco, Evan, Evan is pain. Uh, e Evan, I do not smoke. Um, <laughs> Evan looks like he had ham, no, no ham and turkey on the table. I had too much turkey on the table. Uh, Evan looks like he's holding a burp. That's not true. Um, <laughs> We got a call from what the is, 916. What, what I'm going to get on here real quick. <laughs> I don't know. This is the roast of the Philly Bucks fan tonight, but Canafire Podcast, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? Uh, hi, my name is Madonchkoka, and I'm from Cali. What's going on, man? How you doing? 
Um, I'm good. I hope you guys are having a great Thanksgiving. Uh, you as well, brother. Thank you. And um, by the way, the question the last one asked, uh, the last person asked before I asked mine was, uh, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side? Oh, oh. <laughs> thank you for clearing that up because I felt like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I, I, I said banking site. Oh, God, yeah, I, that's I was good. thinking bet site. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you this, dude. Mine, I, I hate to be a chump here and just say mashed potatoes, but it, it's really going to come down to mashed potatoes or like I love some good stuffing. I'll tell you, dude, I don't care what homemade stuffing you bring to the table. Stovetop is all you need at the end of the day. But I, I'm a big stuffing guy. I kind of like mixing my stuffing and mashed potatoes, get the gravy going, a little bit of mac and cheese in that bitch. Oh, 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 oh man, I'm so full. My stomach hurts, but I'm just thinking about going to get a plate of leftovers right now. Um, I'll go, uh, I'll just go the, the homemade mac and cheese. Um, you know, when you can get that sort of crusty top on, oh, on the mac man. and cheese, I don't know if there's much better than that. So I'll go with uh, good old homemade mac and cheese. Just simple. There we go. So what's your question, boss man? Uh, so my question was just about, so you, you talked about this. It was like the play calling. I just had a question about both defensively and offensively, how crucial that will be because especially defensively, the we have Todd Bowles, and Todd Bowles is like he he runs a lot of blitzes. But how do you do you think they change their defense a little bit because of how successful Patrick Mahomes is against the blitz? Or I think it's a good point. Um, I this is why I you know I I don't want to be a defensive coordinator because when you're going up against uh, a guy like Mahomes and and the entire Chiefs offense, they're just there's so many things you have to account for, and, and there's just so little I think you can do. Um, I think that you got to be careful when, when you blitz, but I also think the way to beat Mahomes is you're going to have to get pressure in his face, so you're going to have to blitz. I think you're going to have to live by the blitz, die by the blitz uh, in this type of game, and you you maybe you get burned a few times, but hopefully your offense can can carry it a little bit and your defense can just get a few stops here and there. I think that's got to be the plan. Um, because I think if you let Mahomes sit back all day, if you're rushing four or three and just trying to play coverage and you let Mahomes sit back all day, he's going to find a man. There's just too many weapons and the offensive scheme is just too good that uh, I, I think that's almost, you know, uh, that's almost coaching suicide. I, I think uh, if, if you let him just sit back there. So I think you got to get pressure in his face, but you're right. I mean, he is very good against the blitz. He's, um, I mean, it's just it's it's incredible some of the things that he's doing on on a consistent basis. All right, boss man, we appreciate your call. We got a couple of other people lined up, so we're gonna have to drop you here. But thank you so much for calling in, and um, happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Go Bucks! Hey guys, go Bucks! Have a great day. Absolutely. What was there feedback for anybody else? If you're watching the live stream on YouTube, I can only hear the audio in my headphones, but I kind of got a weird feedback. So if you hear anything, oh, definitely man. let me know. What'd you say, Evan? Red, red out here hating on my mom's stuffing. Why you gotta do that, man? I'm not hating on anybody's stuffing, but why, it, it's why you gotta hate? To why you gotta hate on top? Why you gotta hate on Bree's stuffing? Oh man, I'm not hating on any or Bree's mom's stuff. I should say. Sorry, I'm not a hater. All right, let's get into wow. a little bit more of this game <laughs> preview. I wanted to talk about the defense, Evan. And, you know, I had kind of brought up 
Um, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey seem like pretty obvious targets, but what are some other matchups you're looking at, and what do you think has to be the top priority for the defense headed into Sunday? Don't die. Um, <laughs> yeah, you you think they should pull out the Donovan Smith game plan from a little while ago yeah. and just not show up? <laughs> just can't get blamed yeah, for that, any mistakes if you don't show up. That was that was the week uh, the week two. Yeah, yeah, that was the week two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what, what can Donovan Smith do? Just don't come. Um, <laughs> Uh yeah, oh man, this is this this Chiefs. You thought the Packers were on a roll? Listen, the the Chiefs are incredible. Okay, their offensive scheme is elite, and you know what? Not only is their scheme elite, the players they got in it are elite. Like, I mean, they're just oh man, it's 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 really. I don't know how a defensive coordinator can look at this and actually come up with a plan to stop it. I, I, I just, really don't. You just have to adapt and react after so long. Even, even in their loss, they scored thirty-two points in their loss. Like, dude. Like, yeah. Come on, like they're just incredible. Okay, and I did. I don't know. I don't know how in the world. You're gonna be able to stop this offense. I, yeah, talking about matchups, uh, man. I mean, it's gonna have to be the Bucks linebackers against Kansas City running backs because Clyde edwards Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell. They like to get them involved in the passing game. Yeah. Oh, dude, I uh, forgot they got Le'Veon now, but yeah. 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 So uh, they like to get them involved in the passing game. Uh, they really like the screen game, which the Bucks have struggled with. Um, I would expect the Chiefs to use some tempo because the Rams really used it well, and it seems like it works. Um, so the, the Chiefs they just do so many good things. And I mean, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Miko Hardman. Um, I don't think I think Sammy Watkins might still be an IR. I'm not sure though. Actually, I, I think no. I think he's off. I think he's expected uh, to come yeah, back. Yeah, I think week. yeah yeah. Well, of course he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But, what uh, a week. So. Um, I mean, it's just it, they're stacked. I I don't know. And without Jamel Dean, it makes it tougher. He's now Ross Co- Ross Cockrell is going to play. Um, Which, by the way, I don't I don't Ross hate Cockrell, him, I, but I he did have a couple of plays him. on Monday night that turned my head. Yeah, I I don't I don't hate him, um, but uh, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I wish I wish I had a better answer for you. I really do. But the fact is, they are just so good, and they're on another level that no other NFL team is on right now. There's no other NFL team that's on the level of uh, of them. And I mean, I the Bucks are going to have to play a, a fantastic game. And the thing is that the defense can give up points because I think the Chiefs are going to surrender points. In the Chiefs lost, like I said, they scored 32 points and they lost. Yeah. Like, you know, the Raiders scored 40. The Chiefs last week allowed 31. The week before that allowed 31. So, I mean, like, you know, I, there's opportunities there that they're they're going to be able to, to you know, to score points. And I think the Bucks offense is going to have to score points. They're going to have to score 30 points, over 30 points if they want to win. Yeah. If you don't score over 30 points, you ain't winning this game. You're, you're not. I'm going to tell you that right now because the Chiefs are scoring 30. Um, that's a lock to me, yeah. uh, especially with a, a Tampa defense that's going to likely be down. Jamel Dean is already obviously down Vita Vea. Uh, I just, I think it's all, it's a lock. Uh, I really do. And Sean Murphy Bunting has been struggling. Um, you know they they can't really seem to get a pass rush without sending everybody and 
it's a lock that the Chiefs are going to get 30 points. So I think it's up to the offense, honestly. I think that's what should be talked about more. Um, I think you should expect the shootout. Maybe not like Rams last year, like 55-40, not like that. Or even like the Chiefs-Rams game from a few years ago. Yeah. But like, uh, I think, yeah, you got to expect both teams to be in the 30s, I think, at least. That, that's what I've got on my score prediction. But before we get into that, I want to throw out the phone number one more time, guys. 813-433-0323 uh, yeah, it's, it's a big, it's, it's, it's a big, big point there. you got to win the turnover battle. Yeah. Um, Patrick, yeah. Patrick Mahomes has two interceptions this year, which both of them came against the Raiders. Um, so if you're, if you're, you know, uh, if your name's not Las Vegas, you, you don't pick Patrick Mahomes off. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Uh, he's not going to put the ball in harm's way, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna play clean football, and you're gonna have to force a turnover too, and and capitalize on it. Uh, yeah. The Bucks, obviously, they they you know that Jason Pierre-Paul interception they had resulted in points. It. it was only three. Needs to be six. Six. Sorry, it needs to be six. <laughs> you know, I uh, yeah. I for I some love reason the I guess representation I thought, side I, of it. Well, I mean, you know, I got to give the people something. You know, there you go. Um, but I guess I thought I had six fingers. It looked like know. you had a JPP hand there with your green screen glitching out behind you. It looked like you only had a couple of fingers. <laughs> like that? Well, I had my pinky down, oh, so I can bring it up. And then, I don't know. I don't, let, let, let's take this uh, call out of the 916 really quickly. CFP, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? Uh, my name is Justin. I'm in California. Hey, Justin out of Cali. What's going on, brother? What's going on? Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Hey, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving to you, happy too. Thanksgiving. Awesome. I hope you're stuffed. I hope you're stuffed and can't even move. <laughs> Barely. Anyway, anyway, my, my whole thing I think I want to call about is just the frustration I'm having about the media and the whole thing about Tom Brady. Yeah. I just, um, it's really getting on my nerves. I really think it's unfair. It's kind of like the Brady Bunch. It's just Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's just Brady, Brady, Brady. And this guy's elite. He's still on a level I don't think anybody at that age will ever play ever again. Very, very rarely, maybe sometime. It very it's probably never gonna happen. But the fact that it there was no preseason for this guy, you know, and everybody on this team and everybody in the league pretty much. And this guy's coming into a new offensive scheme that he's never seen in his career. You know? The mm-hmm. twenty plus years or whatever with New England. I mean, give this guy a break. I mean, I think I'm getting really tired of basically just hearing everybody in the media and the NFL network and see, you know, ESPN, places like that, just talk about Brady and just, you know, if he doesn't live up to what they believe his standard should be at his age, that, you know, uh, he's just garbage and junk and he no longer has the arm, he can never he no longer can throw the deep ball, this and that, and just basically just, you know, one event, give this guy a chance. I would yeah. say basically, you know, next season for sure, I think they'll start clicking. I think, you know, this guy goes another season or two with Tampa. You watch. I just really have a good feeling that he'll really start to click with that offense, especially, I pray, hopefully, by next season they get that uh, preseason and a lot more time to practice together and get things down and working. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I want to see what you guys felt. Of. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you bring up a good point. And uh, sorry to, to jump on that rep. No, you're good, man. Go uh, you know, you bring up a good point about, you know, not having a preseason. And, I mean, I think it was an excuse really, like, heavily in the first few weeks. And now it's a little bit less of one because, I mean, they are professionals and they have had, uh, you know, some time. But it's still valid. Um, you know, this guy, like you said, it's 20 years in the same system coming in with all this madness going on. And I just hopefully they get a preseason next year. Uh, Justin, I did want to shout out, though, your voice is elite. 
Oh, uh, dude. It, oh, it sounds like a like a movie trailer voice. Uh, I know. I appreciate people, that. Yeah, it just it sounds like you should be like narrating action movies, man. Um, <laughs> I've so, actually thought about getting to podcasting here recently. Yeah, oh, and dude, I, yeah, I love the Bucks. I lived in Clearwater for a few years, probably back when Dungey first took over the team in '96, and that's really when I kind of jumped on board and got really excited for him. And uh, still got my Mike Allstott jersey. I'd love to hear that Allstott. Uh, chant on the beginning of your guys' podcast. I love all stuff. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, you can make a podcast of, like, cupcake recipes, and I would listen to it. I do not care. It is, it is one of those voices that I definitely wish that I had. Um, but, but I did yeah. want to say, you know, kind of regarding your question in the media, another thing as well is, you know, you turn on these sports shows and you hear people talk about Brady like this team isn't seven and four. And I mean, yeah, seven and four doesn't match the exactly. expectations that were pitted at the beginning of the season. It, but all of the factors that you had mentioned, exactly. his first year in a new system, finding chemistry on this offense and the fact that, you know, let's not forget that five game yeah. stretch where he threw 17 touchdowns to one interception. 200 straight exactly. passes without a turnover. Like, there is – Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of factors that it, go into this, and Evan said it best on our yeah, Monday show. You, you got to crawl before you yeah. can walk, and, and, and that's just what it is. Exactly, and it's funny how they won't even bring that up. It's just all this negative yeah. garbage about Brady constantly and what he's not doing, and you're, you're absolutely right, 100%. I've been seeing that, and this guy is playing on a level for a team. I don't think anybody can come into a new system like that, like I said before, after 20 years with the same program winning those many rings of championships and going to that many playoff appearances and having, you know, being so used and acclimated to that program and Bill Belichick coming in here for the very first season without a preseason and doing what he's doing you know what at I, his age. And, and you I, don't, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I did, want no, go to, ahead, go ahead. you know, give him credit for one more thing as well. I remember we said this all last season with Jameis Winston, which turned into 30 interceptions, but you know, it's been said a lot that the first year in Bruce Arians offense, you're going to get a little bit more interceptions than you normally would. And, and you know, for a guy like Brady, it just kind of drives the point home more that coming into a fresh system, but coming into a Bruce Arians offense, he's going to be asked to air it out every now and again. It's, you know, what you've come to expect, oh, yeah. but you have to give him respect because at this point in the season, he still has less than 10 interceptions. So it's, I know. And where were we at this? Yeah. Where were we yeah. at this point last season with Jameis Winston? Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. The pages, yeah. you know, was flipped. It was exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Justin, um, we got to have this voice on the podcast, man. So DM me. <laughs> I would at, love to at, do that. DM me at Bucks underscore daily or DM the the show on, on Instagram at Campfire Podcast. We got we got to get you on here. Yeah, I'm actually doing it on YouTube. So if there's anything okay. you can give me, I'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to get. Yeah, in touch. So let me get a pin. Let me get a pin. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. Actually, if you wouldn't mind shooting me an email, you could do that. Okay. What yeah, what's what's fine. your um what's your email? It's uh Scott Justin, so S C O T T. Okay. Justin. At uh zero zero three nine. So Scott Justin zero zero three nine. Gotcha. At Gmail. Gotcha. All right. I don't know how many people in the live chat are going to be sending you emails, but I've got it written down. I'm glad everybody <laughs> could witness that exchange no, no, of credentials no, here. That's fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Hey, well, I would we love know. to do I that. Appreciate you calling in, boss man. Hey, yeah, I appreciate well. you guys. This everything you guys do. Keep up the great work, and I love you guys. Always make me feel a little bit better after a loss, especially at the one against the Rams, which you know stung a little bit because I thought we kind of had them for a bit there. So yeah. <laughs> hey, well, we appreciate you a lot, man. It's it's what we're here yeah. to do, and yeah. we are incredibly grateful to have Absolutely. you listening all the way out there on the West Coast. 
Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. See yeah. you, man. Oh, dude, that was great. Look, that we was got awesome. Whole, we got a whole guest for the show. So, all right, guys, next episode of Campfire Podcast, we'll have Justin on with us from Cali. That'll be great. We're not going to talk a single bit. Yeah, we're That's... just going to let him take over the entire episode. Oh, I need to, yeah. I need to hear that voice on, like, you know, the high definition. I hope he has, like, a nice mic set up. We get him on Skype, and he's just coming in loud and clear. Shout out to the live chat uh-huh. as well. I see a bunch of our guys in there having a great time. So, this has yeah. been fun. This has really been uh, one of the more fun live streams that we have done. Yeah, I'm glad and we can make the, the funny thing is, for the first 30 minutes of this, this sucked. <laughs> what? Um, no, it didn't. Well, as far as, like, getting calls and stuff. Okay, um, yeah, sure. Maybe I just didn't float the phone number. I didn't put the phone now, number on the screen this time because well, it seems like whenever I do that, it's just ringing um, off the hook. I, I feel like people are just, like, already asleep now. Like they're just they're, yeah. They're, they're that stuff. Thanksgiving turkey they're hits stuff. you. There's yeah. no night game. Just, There's no night game to stay up for. So I mean, yeah, yeah there's nothing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I, yeah. Well, yeah, that <laughs> ju- Justin man, it's uh, oh god. So Joe, we're gonna take Jim. one more call out of the nine seven eight right here. Hold on, hold that thought, Evan. Oh, what happened? Hold on, they're both in there. Let me see if I can join back into this call. You guys are getting a look at all the great stuff. I don't know if we got the caller on the line, but Canifier Podcast, if you can hear me, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? Nothing. Nope. 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 Oh, I guess we lost him. I don't know what happened ah, there. Everybody witnessed it in, in real action, in real time on the uh, on the live stream. But I'll tell you what. There it is. Let's see if we can get him back in here. Canifier Podcast, what's your name? Where are you calling in from? Oh, it's Rocco. I had to call back. That was awesome. Okay, <laughs> that, that was awesome. I'm in my car. I, I'm sorry. I, ha- I hung up earlier, a little early. Are you good? I'm in my car driving, you know, Thanksgiving, all that. But, oh, my goodness, I'm just listening to it on my, on, on my car stereo. And I hear this guy's voice, and I was like, there's no oh, way. Oh, dude, That's I have real. to imagine your car stereo, the bass was booming real good whenever you talk. I I thought it was an ad. <laughs> I thought an ad, like an ad, popped up in the middle of your live stream. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, That's awesome, Rocco. Uh, well, uh, to finish that off, I need to know now what's the th- favorite Thanksgiving dessert? Okay. Oh, dessert! Damn. Yes. Are, are there we any like you know aside from I guess cranberries, which I wouldn't even classify as a dessert? Are there any tradit? Well, you got your pie, pumpkin I guess. Pie. You know, apple pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie. pie. You know what? People are going to chastise me for this, but I'm not a big pie person. Like, I, I like chocolate I'm not, I'm not pie. Either. I'm, I'm not I like either. chocolate pie. The French vanilla pie from Village Inn is pretty kick-ass. You know, an Oreo pie I'll go in on. Um, but I will, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. Um, the dessert that I had tonight is always a blessing. It is always just a great time. And it is this homemade brownie cheesecake that my girlfriend's mom makes and dude it is like a a cream cheese frosting cheesecake deal and the crust is just like thick brownie and it's oh (laughs) it is incredible so i had some of that tonight and i'm looking forward to the next time i have it whenever that will be but that's probably my number one evan what's uh what's yours honestly i'm not like a huge like i like desserts but i'm not like a huge like different desserts kind of guy um, I, I do just like some, some typically like vanilla ice cream, but if I had to give like a, like a, like a actual, like one that's like not so basic, I mean, 
I don't know if you you can serve these at Thanksgiving, but sometimes we do. This year we didn't, but um, like it's just a, a made from scratch brownie uh, is just very very good. Um, just like a made from scratch, like not you know not store bought. Just you made it from scratch. You you got it in the container, and you just you can just taste like all the goodness. Um, you, you know you you cut it into the squares. Uh, man, so good. <laughs> um, so. Sorry, I couldn't give you a more like you know huge answer there, but Rocco, I want to know what is what is yours? Mine. All right, I'm gonna represent the pie lovers out there, and I'm just gonna go with the traditional pumpkin pie. Nothing beats it on Thanksgiving. Absolutely nothing. There you go. Yeah. Just some cool whip. Just yes, getting sir. gnarly in it, Rocco. It was good to hear from you, my friend. This has been a really fun live stream, and I'm glad we got to hear it from you tonight. Have a good one, boys. Hey, absolutely. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving, my man. Too. All right, guys, we're going to take one more call. Then we're going to do the weekly checklist, and I think we're going to break this thing down. I and hope I the think, call. I, th- I think we know who this call is going to be. I hope. I, I mean, there's a you know there's a 50-50 shot because I did kind of just put the number in the live chat. So whoever calls yeah, in did. first. Here we go. Got a call from the 727. This looks promising. I think it's our guy. Cannon Fire Podcast. What is your name? Where are you calling in from? This is a great moment of history. (laughs) There are so many great things that have been going on in this chat. What's going on, guys? James here. Uh, Uh, You know him. I just need a a moment to soak all of this in. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Boy, it's been a fun stream so far, right? What? It's been a fun stream so far. Am I right? Right, dude. Oh, my gosh. Like, holy crap, boys. Okay. Uh, Genuine thing here, right? Okay. All memes aside, all jokes aside. Um, Okay. So I did look it up. So, so Reynolds did say that Aaron Stinney would start at left guard and then Jensen moved back to center if Marpet can't go. Right. Yeah. Good. So, you know, obviously earlier we talked about, you know, Marpet being out and Donovan Smith being out. I want you guys to go a little bit deeper into that, man. Like how much would you cry Seeing Josh Wells starting left tackle and seeing Aaron Stinney. Well, I mean, I kind of like Aaron Stinney, but seeing Josh Wells start at left tackle, I want you guys to delve in a little bit deeper into how that could affect the game. I think that's the worst question you could have possibly asked us because the thought of Josh Wells you know having what? to start. I don't even. I, I, think I get one phone call. The th- <laughs> you get one phone <laughs> call and you almost ruined it. You're lucky I didn't kick you off here, but I, I think the thought of Josh Wells playing left tackle is something I don't want to dive deeper into, but. No, I mean, you know, like Evan said, and I'm I'm just messing with you, James, but like Evan said, man, it if you get to that point, which fingers crossed we don't, I just really think it's going to be a rough afternoon for Brady. Like, no, KC, you know, their front four is not what LA has, but they still have a pretty stout defense. I mean, I think that's a fair, uh, a fair assessment there. But if you're looking at Josh Wells at left tackle, a guy who has proven rep after rep that he's just not very good at Football, um, you know, I think we're going to be in for a long <laughs> afternoon. Um, okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, I agree that, like, their defensive line is just not on the, the same level with the Rams and Saints even. So I don't think that, you know, um, you're going to even have to really, you know, you're not going to have to play an elite-level game. So if you're Josh Wells, 
just don't screw up a lot, you know? I think that's that's what <laughs> well, you have to do. You think he um, finishes with less or more holding calls than Donovan Smith would have? Well, more. Oh, yeah, more, way more. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, it's more. It's 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 a it's a hundred percent more. Um, yeah, it's. I I think that um, like I said, the the Chiefs' defensive line, their biggest issue this year has been getting uh, consistent pressure, and maybe they do uh, have the perfect storm here with the Bucks, you know, being out some guys. But uh, I don't know. Josh Wells, like you said, it's not that great. And maybe if Josh Wells struggles, they'd probably put Joe Haig there probably because, like we really said, that he does have some experience playing there. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. The the good news though is that the the Chiefs' defense, if there is you know the biggest weakness is that their their pass rushers can't get home consistently enough. So uh, I, I do think that um, that's that's the one advantage that the Bucks have. It's the one silver lining that the Bucks could have in potentially being without Donovan Smith uh, and Ali Marpet. So beautiful. Thank you, boys. Also, when are we getting a? Is it King of the Wing? Is that what we've dubbed it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, King of the Wing. Your your champion. Your 2020 King of the Wing in the flesh right here in in the webcam on the left. Uh, yes, the the winner is myself. I just wanted to remind everybody. I'm I'm pushing for a King of the Wing round two. I I need y'all to get some prep time now. You know, yo. So like, King, I mean, you, you, you think you don't think I'm gonna be motivated? I'm gonna I want to see a I want to see an Evan Wanish redemption story where yeah where he just like has a training montage and then, that's right yeah. Oh, dude, that uh, is that is eight. See, everybody's content. rooting for me. You're the heel, right? Everybody so, wants me to win. Oh, who? I don't give a damn. I was the favorite coming into the contest. Your own family <laughs> voted for me. I know they even, did. I was asking Evans, like his sister, his dad, his mom had all like chosen me. It apparently the reaction from his mom. God bless her. She 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 had seen the announcement of the King of the Wing thing, and then she asked Evan. She's like, "You challenged him." Like she was shocked. She was so worried for you. Like you were about to go to war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> Relax. I right. see. See even even more so. Then I need to see Evan prove the doubters wrong. That's right. And have that That's comeback. Right. Round two you will know? definitely not be. Um, you know, the same time of year as round one is. I think we can speed it up a little bit. It doesn't have to be three hundred and sixty-five days, but. I would like round two to happen once we can get our hands on one of those custom-made belts. That way we have something to present yeah. the winner when I take it home the second time in a row. Dude, that'd yep, be sick. Exactly. It's, <laughs> I, I am going – I'm looking right into the camera. I am going to win. I am not going to lose two in a row. I am like Tom Brady. I do not lose two games in a row. I don't. Do I have, except, do I have permission except to – Except Brady will this weekend, but I, I don't. Do I have permission to clip that, Evan, and, and hold on to that? Oh just yeah. In case? Well, hang Dude, on. Make it. Hang on to it. Make a promo out of it if you want to make a win. promo. <laughs> Bro, I will. I will, man. I'm gonna clip that, and then it's just gonna have epic music behind it, man. Oh, oh yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm be so beautiful. looking forward to it. James, thank you so much for calling in, my friend. It was a pleasure as always hearing from you. Thank you, boys. I'll see you soon. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. I'll see you in a bit. Alrighty. Thank you, James, for calling in. You guys can go check out his content, Mr. Bucks Nation, right here on YouTube. But I know he's been hanging out in the live chat, so we do appreciate him for that. That's going to do it for the phone calls this evening. We're going to get into something we like to call the weekly. It's been fun. 
I'll yeah, say that. It, yeah, I'll, it was I'll a lot of fun. Chat. Really um, do appreciate you guys. Anybody who called in, anybody who's been in the live chat, we appreciate you guys a lot. And um, look, you know, and this this makes this more fun. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if this is something that you guys want more and have a good time, you know, we don't even have to really talk football sometimes. You know, <laughs> we could uh, just jump on here and know. talk favorite Thanksgiving just, foods and chicken wings. Just, ha- just like I said, just have Justin do different catchphrases from movies. That's all. There we go. Um, there we go. You know, just have that. So um, some person did ask, how do we call in? Um, we're With not taking phone, any call- preferably. Yeah, with a, with a phone, uh, we got the number. Like, well, yeah, right. you didn't put the number up. So yeah, I, I normally put the phone number up, but when I do that, it's just phone call after phone call after phone call. So I wanted tonight to be about you know the OGs, the people who know the number, or I guess just listen really well when I when I kind yeah, of yeah. So it out so, there. I'll, so I'll tell you what. Um, who is it? Michael, uh, Michael, uh, you 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 tune in next time, right? We'll be doing this again soon. Uh, especially with the bye week coming up, we have you know have talked about maybe doing something like this again with the bye week. So uh, you 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 just hang on and we'll we'll get you in there. Uh, we'll get you in there next time. Absolutely, boss man. But ladies and gentlemen, something that we do on every single game preview show is something called the weekly checklist. And basically, what it is, it's a list of three things the Bucks need to do if they have any hope at all of winning this game on Sunday. So let's get into it. First up on my checklist, uh, don't go away from what works. We saw it happen during the Rams game, and it was so frustrating because you put up 14 points on the best defense in the NFL in the first half by short plays, quick passes, um, stuff that worked. And then all of a sudden, you just tried to throw 17, 18 deep shots in the second half and you know, ultimately didn't work in your favor. But if something's working against Kansas City, they are not a team that you can just, you know, oh, let's let's try something new. Let's see if this works. Let's see if Tom can throw it 60 yards to uh, Antonio Brown. But no, don't go away from what works. If it's working, continue to do it. That's how you keep control of this game and you play a clean brand of football. These two kind of go hand in hand, but the second up on the checklist, play to your strengths. Um, we talked a lot about this defense in particular, and, uh, you know, Evan made a lot of great points, but one of them was you have big physical cornerbacks back there. Use them as such. Play man coverage. Don't be afraid to have Carlton Davis brush up, get some contact with somebody on the line of scrimmage and disrupt that route just by a half a second or two because it can lead to a key and completion on third and deep. Who the hell knows? But play to your strengths. Put your guys in positions to play to their strengths. You know, I'm not a big fan of... JPP and Shaq Barrett dropping back into coverage. Granted, JPP is Dude, had... the Dominican Sue dropped back into coverage a few times on Monday. Yeah, it's it's a weird sight, and I'm not really sure why they do it. I mean, with JPP, you know, two picks in two weeks, I guess, is saying something. Yeah. But it's not well, he should have had three Mahomes. because he should have picked off Breeze. He dropped a Breeze one. Yeah, he did. He did have to make up for it. So he was calling his shots against the Rams. But what Dude, I'm trying to say. He's, he's like tied for second in the team lead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this, just as kind of a side note, I think JPP with the season he's having, I know that he was up there That's in the Pro odds Bowl. Of, of defensive player of the year, but I think those interceptions really padded him out and helped a lot. Yeah, well, and shout out to Alex Kappa, by the way. Who yeah, leading the Pro Bowl voting, I guess? In the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Bucks. The, the NFL. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, uh, good job, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, one last thing on the weekly checklist. Try your best. I have your best. Want to emphasize that. that? Try your best to pressure Pat Mahomes. You know, what works with this defense, they play their best brand of football when they pressure quarterbacks and they make them uncomfortable. 
They live off of the blitz. Don't be scared to try and do that. If you want to disrupt him, do it any way you possibly can. Pat Mahomes is a guy who's going to extend the play in the pocket. He's going to get away with you uh, from you moving his legs. But maybe, just maybe, if he doesn't scramble like a first down, which quarterbacks seem to do nine times out of ten when they get out of the pocket against the Bucks defense, maybe he'll make a mistake. You don't know, but, I, I mean... The key to slowing down Pat Mahomes is the key to slowing down 99% of quarterbacks in the NFL. Just pressure the hell out of them and try your best, I guess. But I think you're going to hit home a couple of times if you find some continuity and you can find your rhythm on defense through the blitz. But that's my weekly checklist. Evan, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah, I, I think you pretty much hit on it good. But uh wanted to give a quick shout out. I may butcher this name. And for that... I apologize. But in the chat, Kemraj Singh. I, I, I believe Kemraj Singh. Sorry if I if if I uh, butchered that. But you bring up a good point, and it is exactly what I'm going to put. You said that, and this whole first down thing is ridiculous. Like, why waste so many first downs doing silly plays? They need to win first down. The Bucks offense has to gain more than one or two yards on first down. Yeah. consistently you need need to stay ahead of the sticks mm, excuse me and right now they're just not um they're they're trying to do you know too much like he said silly stuff and just trying to run the ball too much on first down and when it when it's not working they're they're like i said their first down offense you might as well start it at second and ten because it's almost non-existent so shout out to him in the chat sorry like i said if i butchered your name um but yeah, I, I think uh, that that's pretty much it. I think, uh, like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, if if they do, you know, those three things, they're gonna have a really good chance of winning. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> makes definitely makes you anxious. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely see what happens. I do think the Bucks have more of a fighting chance than people think they do. Um, I think it'll be a good game. I really do think it'll be another good game like we saw against L.A. Hopefully they just don't let it get away from them just like we saw against L.A. Score predictions, and then we're going to shut this thing down. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Ah, I think it's wait, a- yeah, my, yeah, my, my pronunciation was perfect. All right, I oh, there you Kem. go. There you go. Got to give him said, some props. Said he, he said I can call him Kem, though, so thank oh, you a lot, Kem. Appreciate it. There you it. go, man. Appreciate you guys in the live chat as well, but – my final, uh, my final score prediction for this, I think it's a gimme that both teams are gonna go uh, are gonna score thirty points. And I'll tell you what, this is something I don't do very often here on the show. Oh. I think I'm I think I'm actually seven and four with my predictions this year because I have picked Tampa Bay to win every single game, but that changes this week. Oh man, I, I think the Chiefs oh, come up my thirty-five goodness. to thirty-one. You you're so giddy that I'm picking them to lose. What's the uh, what's the big deal here? Because you, it never happens. This I know. Is like seeing I know. A unicorn. I know. Oh my god! I mean, it's dude. Sucks, it's got to but... be one game this season. I, I mean, I... yeah, yeah. I know. What is your yeah. score prediction? Well, I mean, you know, if, it's not like you you picked them to lose against like the Vikings or something. Because, yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a defending Super Bowl champs, and they're also nine and one on the season. Okay, they're like, a better Pittsburgh team. Is... They're a better team than Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is at yeah. a cupcake schedule. Yeah, exactly. Last week Pittsburgh. they only faced off against the one and nine Jaguars, and barely beat them uh, <laughs> until they pulled away until the end, and they needed the refs' help to beat the Cowboys as well. So, um, 
Pittsburgh's a good team, but Kansas City is the, is the best team in the NFL, I think. And they'll probably go back-to-back this year. Uh, and there's a reason for that. So, obviously, you guys know who I'm picking. I am not picking the Bucs. Um, you guys have probably already knew that based on how I was talking in this podcast. I'm actually, it's weird. So, I'm going to say 35-30 Chiefs. Uh, so, that was the score I've had in my head this whole week. And it just so happened that we were one point off. So you think the Bucks are going to score one more point than I think they're going to score. So uh, I, I think it's it's pretty safe that both teams are going to be at least 30 points. Um, both these offenses are just next level. And, I mean, the defenses, while they have some talent on them, I just don't think they're going to keep up. So um, I, I do think it, Green Bay is the better team in the chat. Well, I mean, the green, you can't be the better team and get blown out 38-10 by the, by the Bucks. And then, no, no, Packers are not better than Chiefs, no. Um, so I, I just think that the Bucks, Brady will play well. Uh, Tom Brady does not have two bad games in a row. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, just they're good. <laughs> the Chiefs are really good. And and there's just sometimes you're just you're playing an opponent that's just better. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you are. Like sometimes you're just playing an opponent that is just better than you, and the Chiefs are better than the Bucks. It's just, uh, you know, I'm sorry. They're they're nine and one, and they've lost to the Raiders. Like, and they almost lost to the Raiders again. But Patrick Mahomes is a freaking magician, and no lead is safe against Patrick Mahomes. I, I really think that. And um, man, uh, I don't know. I know not many people are gonna like our predictions. But I also think that many people don't expect the Bucks to win. It, yeah. It's sort of weird. A lot of people are already talking. Like I still say they're seven and four, but I'm I'm seeing people. Well, they're seven and five on the year, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, they haven't played yet, so can we chill out a little bit? Like I'm bad, but I'm not that bad. Um, yeah, they're just they're so good, and yeah. it's just it's a shame because I feel like if they were playing somebody else in their schedule, they may win, but. Man, it's just this is the toughest game on the Bucks schedule. Yeah, I know they got throttled by the Saints, but like this is the the best opponent on the Bucks schedule, and the Chiefs are they're just the Chiefs are gonna win. Yeah, I, I get it, man. But without a doubt, I think it will be a very entertaining game on Sunday. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's just about gonna do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I want to thank every single person tuned in right now live with us over on youtube you 75 this, people you have made this the funnest live stream we have done in quite some time appreciate everybody calling in i appreciate justin and his smooth silky uh, awesome voice i'm gonna be thinking about go it with in like my dreams nickname. tonight we gotta be thinking of a nickname or something like that i don't know movie yeah. trailer justin something. we, we will we will brainstorm some stuff and we'll talk to you guys a little bit more about it on monday after the game but Thank you again. If you're watching us over on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and click that bell icon so you get notified whenever we do a live stream just like this or we release regular episodes. We release weekly hype videos. New one's going to be dropping tomorrow, which I guess I should probably work on after this. Um, we got a bunch of great stuff over there. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, in the live chat. Thanks for everybody listening on our podcast outlets as well. Um, this will be... I think it'll be archived by tomorrow. So tomorrow afternoon, this will be on our podcast outlet. So if you missed anything, you can listen to it tomorrow as well on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you download a pod, pretty much. Make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. And uh, it's the best place to go for updates on the show. And, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. 
Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host, Mr. Evan Wanish, on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily. And you can find him on Twitter at EvanNFL. Last but not least, you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. Thank you guys once again for calling in. We really do appreciate you. Looking forward to the game on Sunday. Win, lose, or draw. We'll be here to talk to you on Monday. Until then, I am right Matt. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen. On sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.